CSUAS News podcast series where we interview newsmakers and discuss news and applications that are relevant to the global unmanned technologies community. I'm your program host, Patrick Egan, and as always, let's say a hello and a big warm Texas welcome to our co-host, Mr. Gene Robinson. Hello, Mr. Egan. How are you, sir? It's hot out here in California. I don't know if it's hotter than Texas, but it's hot. You know, it's not, and the good thing is is that we're starting to dry out, so uh, we're pretty pleased with that. Well, that's good. So, yeah, the big news here, uh, Pony Express rode in uh, yesterday to the building next door. The check still didn't come, but they did ride in yesterday, and it was really hot, and uh, it's poor horses, but it was kind of exciting to see. But besides that, nothing really is going on besides the topic of the show. But before we get into the um, Drone Racing Championships subject matter, I wanted to talk to you about some good news that happened this week. Maybe you can uh, enlighten the listening audience. Sure. You know, I've been a pretty much an advocate of uh, USAR or UASAR, Unmanned Aircraft Search and Rescue. And... Uh, this past week, we had uh, a very happy ending to a search in which some of the members that came to the SUSB Expo this last May and, and uh, actually came to the, the SAR workshop uh, and learned a few things and applied some principles up there in, uh, in Oregon. They had uh, uh, an Alzheimer's individual, lady, uh, elderly lady that went missing. And uh, again, this is one of those things I say, don't give up. Don't ever give up. But five days, she was out in the thicket, if you will. And she survived. And the happy thing about it was is that uh, uh, an unmanned aircraft was used to cover some very large expanses of property that they were considering using the ground searchers, the shoulder-to-shoulder search, which is painstaking and long, but they use an unmanned aircraft, and they cleared areas in support of the search, and that allowed the ground crews, the, the, the really critical resources on a search, to go into areas that they really couldn't see in too well, and that is what led to them finding this lady, and Again, it's, you know, a very happy day for the family and for the searchers and everything. They've, they've got uh, an individual that was lost for five days. They found her. She was alive. She was dehydrated, but in pretty good spirit, all things considered. So one for our team, I think. Yeah, I would definitely say that the, uh, the theory has been confirmed uh, now. Um, Indeed, and, and- as a validation. Yeah, and it's a happy validation. You know, so, uh, you know, my hat's off to you. You know, I know you've put a lot of uh, effort and years of work into that. And it just, it makes me feel good that, you know, as, you know, the guy producing the expo, that someone actually (laughs) took something away that was helpful. I mean, I know that that happens, but it's usually not a life or death, uh, let's say, Situation. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that, and I'm happy for you. I did get the particulars on that, and if I catch my breath, I want to write an article about that because I think it's a great thing, and it's not just some uh, hyperbole. It's it's uh, actual real-world stuff. So congratulations show, on that. Patrick, it just goes to show that you're only six degrees away from making it, making something happen in somebody's life. There you go. All, all right, right. Well, six degrees away. You know, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like all the effort's worth it. All right. 
Well, let's launch in. That's great, but let's let's launch into the topic of today's podcast. And this week, we are going to be talking about the FPV event of 2015. We're talking about the 2015 U.S. National Drone Racing Championships with our guest, Scott Refsland, race director for the U.S. National Drone Racing Championships. Scott, could you please introduce yourself to the audience and tell us how you got into drone racing? Sure thing. Well, Hey everybody, my name is Scott. Uh, I'm, I'm the designated uh, tour guide for this this summer's um, big race event. Uh, we've been doing uh, FPV racing over here in Berkeley for about a uh, little about over a year and a half, um, and uh, we kind of started talking around, and people were pretty interested in doing a little bit a little bit more of a formalized um, racing structure. So. Um, I just happened to be talking to somebody who was talking to somebody, and that six degree suddenly led me to the state fair. And next thing you know, we're we're talking about doing drone races at the fair, and I said, "Wow, that's kind of crazy." And then somebody said, "Hey, is anybody doing the states?" And so we asked around to see if somebody's doing the state national, and they said, "No." And then we asked around and said, "Anybody doing the nationals?" And um, so the state fair said, "Well, we'll we'll do it." And so they they ponied up and pushed me to the front. Um, <laughs> there I am. So. Uh, yeah, it's been quite, a, quite an exciting ride over the last, um, I guess, three months now. We've only been doing it. Well, uh, you know, I've been down there to the uh, the Cesar Chavez Park down there in Berkeley, and uh, you know, actually, it was kind of funny how I stumbled across the the FPV thing down there. So I was doing an AP uh, news story, and they were actually interviewing me on the other side of the uh, the marina there, so you could see the bridge. And a reporter came out, and we're doing the interview or whatever. And as I was walking back to the car, I'm like, hey, I, I could kind of see some uh, some quads out there flying and whatever else. And I heard him, and then so I said, well, I'm going to go out there and see what's going on. And there were a bunch of guys out there flying uh, FPV and kind of racing around and whatever else. Great bunch of guys. If you ever, I would say, if you ever get the the chance to go out there, you're in Berkeley, California, for some reason, you should you should try and hook up with these guys and go out there and fly because it's pretty nice. Great group of guys go out there and gals, and uh, people are very helpful, and they're really proud to show off their FPV racers and to show you what they can do. I mean, is that kind of how you got into this, or were you doing something else, Scott, where, or you, you saw it, or what? How did, how did you get into it? Well, I've been in uh, I've been in sort of this industry for <clears throat> decades, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm I have a PhD in virtual reality believe it or not. Um, and so I've, I've been in kind of the virtual reality space for since about 1985, maybe 90. So I'm one of those rare cats that have been around for quite a while. And I've been dabbling kind of in a location-based um, computing augmented reality. And like I had, you know, the Google Glass that came out, I had that back in 1997. And so, you know, the, the industry has been working on kind of the augmented reality stuff for years. And um, about two years ago, I bumped into a friend who was flying, you know, a quadcopter, and that was the black hole I dived into, and I haven't found the bottom of it yet. Uh, it's very <laughs> exciting because of the, uh, you know, my first headset that we purchased was thirty-five thousand dollars, and now you can buy a pair of cat sharks for, you know, four hundred bucks, and and get pretty much, you know, double the resolution and half the speed, and you know, the, the Moore's law kind of stuff, and so. Um, the FPV racing, what really intrigued me is that, you know, my whole career has been about education, and um, I've been building big software applications for EdTech for years and years, and 
So when I saw the um, FPV racing part of it, it just naturally went, oh, this is a great STEM application because this teaches ambitious science, technology, math, engineering, uh, all of the sciences, um, but it teaches it in a really project-based environment, so it's very, very sticky to kids. And so I'll have a, I'll have a kid that's, you know, 10, 12 years old, and I'll, you know, they'll come out to the Berkeley and they'll, with their dad, and they're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I go, all right, have you ever flown before? And he goes, no, nope, I've only been doing it on my sim at home. And I'm like, well, all right, Smarty Pants, here's the goggles, there's my controller, go for it. And five minutes, they're flying around the course just like any other, you know, racer out there. So I see that it's a very, very, very exciting, very sticky, very um, interesting piece that both we can we can teach young kids about acceptable use, um, acceptable, responsible flying, and at the same time, they're learning, like, hardcore, um, you know, academic stuff that's going to give them a really nice cross-discipline basis for um, a future career at NASA or, like, Adobe Aviation or Google X or, you know, any of those guys. So it's, it's preparing an industry, basically, for future professionals. Well, you know, there's some other points you're hitting on there in that, um, you know, in, in what your your answer there. And I think that one of the things that I really like about the FPV racing, I mean, I don't have an FPV rig, to be honest. I don't, uh, I'm not a racer. I got to get one in my spare time. But um, the one thing that I really like and I've noticed from the different events I've gone to, and if anybody hasn't seen them, you could go over to the SUAS News YouTube channel, and I have posted some videos from some different races and people practicing and whatever else, is the, the, the thing that you hit on is this is something that families can do, parents can do dads and daughters mm-hmm. and sons can do and they come out yep. together and, and it's something that they can get into together and build and fly and have a good time and that is that's where a technology really starts to let's say you know be absorbed by regular folks and you start saying hey yep. this is something we can do and you know, and then me and a friend and his dad or something else could come in and do this and we can, you know, work together or race against each other or whatever else. And people kind of uh, will be able to see it and say, oh, this isn't an innocuous technology, you know. This is where really we were scared about these drones and here are these cute little drones and Johnny and Billy and Susie, you know, these 10 and 12-year-olds are out here flying around, you know. They don't look too dangerous. So, yeah, um, this, you know, this is the 21st century Pinewood Derby races. <laughs> you got yes. it. I love it. Yeah. Except they're carbon fiber. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, it. I'm dating myself there. I understand that, but uh, still. <laughs> I know. You know, we could rub salt in that one, but we will not. We will. We will move <laughs> on. But uh, you know, no, it's exactly like that. And uh, I, you know, I can see the Boy Scouts getting into this. Uh, you know, Boys and Girls Club. Yep. Blah blah blah. YMCA. Yep. I had talked to the YMCA about getting involved in a couple of these robotic projects in the Bay Area. And they were like, Oh yeah, come talk to us. This would be great. We'd love to do it uh, again. Not a lot of time. It's like when I was mentoring the robotics club over here. Man, did I feel like a heel on that deal. But anyway, we won't go into that story either. Anyways, let's keep this on an upbeat uh, um, tone here. But so, you know, we're going to go out to um, Cal Expo. And I want to talk a little bit about the field. Again, there are some videos out. Beautiful venue for this. Um, tell us a little bit about the experience of working with the folks at Cal Expo. I know they're excited and supportive. Could could you talk a little bit about working with them? Sure. Um, and, you know, maybe, um, Patrick, we need to actually explain what 
FPV first-person drone racing view means, which is sure. uh, That's a good idea. it's a it's uh, racing of FPV is you know a lot of people say well it feels like an out-of-body experience because you actually fly as if you're in the pilot's seat as if you actually really are flying the rig. So that's the difference between, you know, typical like pylon racing or uh, aircraft racing is because you're flying those by line of sight. And so you have a 3D, men- 3D dimension that you have to uh, deal with in terms of when you fly the aircraft. The difference in why this is so amazingly um, uh, just, you know, very interesting and very sticky for a lot of folks is that you get to sit in a pilot seat and fly as if you're right then and there. The only difference of it is if you do crash, then you're like, well, actually, I'm okay. I didn't, that didn't hurt. And so you can try it again. So that's what's really um, making this thing quite exciting. The Cal Expo guys, um, what was very interesting about them is that we're all, as an industry, seeing that FPV racing has the potential to be a Formula One or a next rotocross or the next, um, you know, big type of racing. And if you look at it, it probably has the humble beginnings of, like, how they figured out, uh, like, a golf game, right? Well, golf golf ball is, what, a couple inches, you know, wide at best. And, you know, you hit that down the course. Well, how exciting is that for somebody to watch a ball that you can hardly see? And so um, probably they had to figure out how to make it sticky and how to make the social engagement to that. And so that's where FPV racing is right now is that when you look at FPV racing in general, it looks like a bunch of gnats flying out in the middle of the field, and you're like, well, who was that, and how is it all fitting together, and who 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 won? And so what Cal Expo started uh, looking at was, they their their demographic at the moment is is aging and they need to come up with something that's different than a you know a new falafel or a new type of you know fair midway ride and so they were looking for what is the cross between pop culture and technology and who could address the audience that's in the 18 to 30 years old well drones is that and because this is the year, the couple years of drones, um, society is polarized, intrigued, excited, attracted to it. So it's a really great venue to kind of look at things from a both a both sides of the coin. And Cal Expo is about that. And so if you look at state fairs and what they've been doing since 1850, um, 1855, I think it's when Cal State Fair itself started, was about getting all of the farmers in the local area together to put down their business-to-business competition um, nature and go head-to-head with pies or cows or, you know, something like that. And the result of that community spirit came out of uh, a a rising tide floats all ships kind of things so that it really increased um, your own individual and collaborative um, competitiveness. It helped you do farming better. It disseminated the technology. And so when, when Cal Expo was talking about that, I like, oh, this is a perfect venue to get everybody that's in the industry to really talk about how can we move the, the dialogue and discussion from, oh, well, drones are missile-toting and peeping toms to drones are an exciting way to do racing. And then the word drone disappears, and we're all about racing. And that's where I'm seeing that if we, uh, Cal Expo and, and the whole team here at, at Drone Nationals, we've been talking, how do we bring the audience into drone racing so that it it's a human engagement, it's it's all about the racers. It's all about the sport. It's all about the competition. And no, yeah, we happen to be flying a rig that has a couple couple rotors on it instead of one big rotor, or you know those kind of things. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and then uh, I know at the venue they have like it's I don't know if I would call it a jumbotron because I don't know what the brand name is, but they have a large screen. Are we going to be broadcasting video on that, or is that a, something that uh, we have a capability of doing, or to show the audience what's being seen? Oh, okay, that's going to be yeah. that's going to be exciting. I think people are going to yeah. really like that. I think we're going to we're going to draw a lot of folks in. So the other thing I wanted to talk to because I talked to you and, and definitely uh, SUS News wants to get in and, and help sponsor this. Um, and we talked a little bit about safety and risk mitigation. And, um, you know, we had talked about this offline, and, and I was I was kind of impressed. It, it really uh, seemed, Scott, that you guys had thought about safety, mitigating risk, and uh, kind of ran down the list of items that need to be covered. You want, you want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. And, in fact, um, you know, up to this point, because FPV racers have sort of been the you know, the underdogs, the kind of the whip dog that, that public's been, um, you know, whipping them or the FAA issues and all that kind of stuff. And so we've, we've sort of been the outliers. Um, but what that has also has done is created a bit of people that don't understand what safety means or uh, unse- unacceptable use. And you can go on YouTube and you can see them all happening. Um, and so one of the pieces that we wanted to address was that very specific fact. Um, so we've been talking a lot to the FAA to the AMA, the um, Academy for Model Aeronautics, because those guys have been around for years and years and years. They, like, if you think about it, when you get on an airplane, do you ever worry about any safety issue, like, other than maybe your own, you know, personal paranoia? But the way that the FAA has, has done things is that they are fantastic at making you feel safe and putting in a safe environment. So we've been we've been working with them and the AMA to say, all right, what are the best practices towards this? What's the closest thing that we can get? Well, right now the closest thing is pylon racing. And when when Bob from the prisoner from AMA was telling me about pylon racing, he says, well, usually the airframes are about five pounds and they go about 200 miles an hour and they can blow through a chain link fence. I'm like, holy mm-hmm. crap! <laughs> Ours is yeah. only like about 700 grams, which is about a pound and not a pound and a half, maybe a little under that. Maybe we'll go about 80 miles an hour. Um, but what we took away from the whole discussion with Bob and Dave and, and uh, you know, competitive directors over the AMA was talk about the energy force and direction. Don't direct your, your you know, your rigs directly at the, the audience. And so they gave us all of that stuff at Fast Track is how to design a very efficient and safe course. Second piece is that we're putting up netting. Netting is 30 feet high. Uh, it goes. Uh, it wraps all the way around the 12,000 seat stadium, um, and so. And we also restrict our airspace. Now, a lot of people from the FAA have been saying, "Oh, you know, 400 feet airspace." Well, our airspace is 50 feet, uh, and the reason why that is is that we are in a racing competition sport. And I don't know if you know anything about racing, but even if you're like racing in a marathon, if you if you go upwards, you're losing time. And so mm-hmm. it's the same thing with, with uh, FPV racing. If you go over 10 feet of, out of your, your trajectory path, you just lost seconds of time. So most of the racers that will be racing here will only go maybe at most 10 feet high. So there's no right. reason to be going up into 50 feet high and that kind of stuff. So we've been doing things like that. Um, we, we have a very rigorous vetting process um, for all of the pilots just to make sure they can actually make it around the track that got intermediate to advanced skills. Um, and the other pieces that we've been talking about or we're implementing are um, 
uh, fail-safe for seizures that are directly on the rigs. The difference between um, the large UASs that you guys fly and the you know rigs that the DJI you know big um, cameras on there, their fail-safe is to return to home or to lock on a GPS device. Ours is down throttle or cut off no pulse. And the reason why that is is that if you lose video or you lose stuff, you just you basically or you lose radio signal, the rig will fall out of the air because mm. ours is not a ten thousand dollar rig with a you know a gh4 camera hanging off of it um our rig is a five hundred dollar rig and it's it is battle proof it's built for being wrecked and trashed and that kind of stuff so it's in our best interest to drop out of the air as fast as we can and so um we've been racing for a year in berkeley um with zero accidents you know knocking on wood uh, because most of the guys that we've attracted there have been very articulate thinkers tinkerers and just have that innate logic safety built into them and we're all we're all very very um that's top of mind the way we think about that from a cow expo point of view um uh, what they've been doing is they have their own risk mitigation their own crisis management systems that are put in place and so we have things like we've got first aid kits that are all over the place we've got fire extinguishers all over the place we have an emt tent that's around there and there's a whole procedure for um, talking about all of the safety issues. So I'm, I'm comfortable with where we are. This is the brand-new event that we've never put in this many people in there before. So everybody's on DEF CON 5, high alert, to make sure everything's going to be safe for everybody. Well, that's uh, that's good. And uh, you did – I was going to touch on that. There's, uh, you know, qualifying for the pilots and uh, pilots meeting and all the rest of that. So, you know, you've, you've, you've thought about the risks. you mitigated the risks, which is good because I was a little – you know, before we had talked, I was like, oh, you know, i got to be careful here because it is yep. kind of a big yeah. stadium. There's, there's going to be lots of people. And I think there's going to be yep. lots of people because it's going to be very exciting. I know here in Sacramento people are talking about it. Uh, people that I know are like, oh, yeah, did you hear they're going to have drone races at Cal Expo? I was like, no, I didn't hear that. So, yeah, <laughs> of course. And I'm like, yeah. And so, you know, talking about it on the news and in the papers and uh, on the different websites and whatever else. But some of the other excitement about this and what people really like about uh, an event like this, the racing and the competition, is there's there's talk of some prize money. And I know there was some some you know uh, some things were being thrown around as far as amounts and stuff. Could you could you could you talk a little bit about the uh, the purses? Sure. Uh, so when Cal Expo and uh, and our team were talking in the very beginnings of stuff, they they said, well, hey, we'll we'll pony up a, a big stadium and we'll we'll pony up a, you know all the press and all that kind of stuff. What are you ponying up? And I'm like, um, <laughs> good uh, well, yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. Talk, talk about like some serious stuff to get some people there. And I said, would twenty-five grand do? And they go, okay, now we're talking. I'm like, uh, where, where am I going to get the hat? <laughs> so we've, uh, we, we've, we've passed the hat around. We did a big old chip in, and we came up with, with twenty-five grand. Um, and we put it at that number for a couple of reasons. One of them was that we wanted to get everybody's attention, and. We also wanted to test the waters to see what it would be like to do a, a, a legitimate FPV racing event with cash. What does that do? Is that going to polarize the industry? Is it going to polarize the pilots? Because, you know, already we've had people going like, oh, you're, you're bastardizing the sport now because it's all community. And, you know, and then on the other side, it's like, cool, I'm, I'm, I could be a professional because I'm, I'm so keen to be in this industry. 
Um, there are so many people wanting to be a professional in this business because it's just fun as heck to do. You know, who who doesn't like flying for your business? You know, so well, there's a lot know, of people that are. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're hitting on a couple of funny points, it, and uh, Gene, you probably experienced some of this. Is it's uh, we've been here for a while, and it's kind of a damned if you do and a damned if you don't. But do you agree with that, Gene? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and what really gets me, you said 25K. Geez, you know, I could sit in my Barca lounger and practice this thing and come out and maybe win some bucks. It's been better than I've been doing the last couple of years. So, hey, you got my attention. Let's go. Well, the other thing with that is, uh, you know, when you, you know, I as a uh, younger man, I used to do some um, motocross, dirt bike racing, whatever else, which was lots of fun, hard on the body, but lots of fun. But it costs money to travel to these venues, you know. It costs money to have a motorcycle. Um, I know that the uh, the FPV rigs are a little bit less, but I'm sure, like anything else in this field, the technology is ever evolving. And if you're going to be a contender, you're going to be buying the newest, hottest stuff constantly. And and uh, we all know that doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. the, the yeah. purse is kind of further the sport. And uh, I think that's going to be uh, a lot of excitement. And I know you know that you have some pilots out there. I kind of I like I've seen some of that um, one woman Zoe I think is her name that's done some flying she's yeah. she's pretty uh, I got to talk to her oh she's gonna do some cool one out there man she that woman is oh man she she is a very cool hand Luke flyer I've seen her fly under like really hardcore pressure so watch out guys. I uh, know she's gonna be <laughs> she, I think she's gonna be the one to watch um, and then so okay so now are we gonna. Are we are we going to break this prize money down, or is it like cutthroat winner take all? How's that going to go down? Um, there's a there's a ten grand purse for the 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 main champion, and okay. then there's going to be a breakdown of of, of team sport uh, and then a freestyle um, competition. And the freestyle is an invitation only. Those are the the hottest of the hottest, and we're going to be releasing that list here very soon. That's going to be incredibly exciting. There's a couple of really uh, interesting things to be uh, announced in that one. Uh, and then uh, the bigger piece that's the coolest is the state fair is going to be giving out gold belt buckle as swag pro- trophies uh, to, to all the winners. So that's huh. going to be the hottest thing out there is, the, is the, the, the classic gold belt buckle, man. It is very cool. All right, that sounds pretty exciting too. So, you know, um, we have all that, and it's all broken down, and that's pretty cool. So, you know, I mean, as far as you see this deal, and we've kind of covered some of it, but I mean, you know, who uh, in, in, instead of like really who should come out, who are you hoping to see show up to this? Well, yeah. So I think anybody and everybody, and this is why we started, you know, with vendors, we started with sponsors, we started with um, anybody in the business, all the leagues, aerial GP, multi GP. Aerial Sports League, we invited all of those guys because we're like, you know what, let's do this traditional state fair style. You got every competitor in the room. We've we've basically, you know, blew the whistle on on halftime, and we're having we're in we're in the we're in the bars party, and we're having a great time in the discussion and collaboration. And so, in the same token, what we're looking for is anybody who's interested in the drone business or interested in flying, whether it's professional, whether it's hobby, whether it's come out. Um, and so we're, we've created a very exciting event. We've got 24 vendors, um, 24 sponsors from manufacturers, from 
you know, Fat Shark to Get FPV to Immersion RC to, you know, anybody, all the name folks in the business, a multi-rotor superstores just down the street here in, in, uh, in the West Coast in Santa Cruz. So um, all of those guys are all going to be there. And we also have some very exciting stuff. We've got the Aerial Sports League bringing their combat cage out um, so mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. drone fighting in its finest. I don't know if you guys went to the Maker Fair here recently, but those guys have 10 to 12 people deep for from start to end. It's just hardcore, fast action. And the bigger one that we just came on board was the DJI Games, and that's mm-hmm. an obstacle-style course um, flying thing. That's very exciting stuff. They're coming in. Um, they're bringing a couple DJI Phantoms. So everybody knows, the, you know, the white um, quadcopter. That's pretty much the, you know, the standard industry of everybody knows those. So they're coming out um, and allowing people to take their hand at the wheel and do some, some obstacle course flying. So um, anybody that's interested in it, definitely come out and take a look. Yeah, that's. I, I think it's going to be uh, um, a really uh, interesting time um, and, and hands-on for the public and people to see this. It's going to be exciting, plus all the fair food. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> all right. I like to eat my way through the midway, and then, uh, but we won't go into that. All right, so uh, Scott, we're, we're 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 almost running out of time, but I want to get the website where people can uh, find out more information. So could you give us that and the t- the Twitter? Sure, uh, you can go to dronenationals.com. Uh, that's our main website, or you can go to Facebook slash drone nationals, or Twitter is. Twitter.com slash Drone Nationals. So we anything that Drone Nationals, you can type it in Drone Nationals. Um, that's uh, that's where you can find us. All right. Well, that's excellent. And uh, you know, US uh, SUAS News myself will be out there July 15th through 17th at Cal Expo, and uh, I'm going to be looking forward to this event. I hope to spend a lot of time out there. Hopefully, we'll get some video. Um, put it out there so people can see what all the excitement is about. Scott, best of luck on this one, buddy. Um, you Thank know, you. thanks for being on, and uh, be, you know, let, I'll see you later next month. Actually, and the other thing we're going to be doing is we're going to be streaming this thing live, so you can actually watch the uh, the races live. If you can't, if you're not in the Sacramento area, just go to dronenationals.com/live, and you can find us there. Excellent. I'll be there Excellent. too. Okay, sounds good. All right, you guys. Uh, until next week. Have a good week. Thanks, Patrick. See ya. Thanks, team. You bet.